Bonjour, mes beautés. Thank you so much for being here. It's been a couple of weeks since I have done a free call, an appel gratuit. If you experience any kind of technical difficulties here in the first few minutes, feel free to email me at C-A-R-R-I-E-A-N-N-E-J-A-M-E-S at gmail.com or gmail.com, as we say en français. I just logged into my Gmail, so I'll be watching that for the next few minutes just to ensure that everyone who wants to attend this free call is able to log in easily. I've muted everyone simply for the sake of background noise. I always feel a little bit a little bit rude doing that. It's just a, a virtual mute, but that's just to make the experience really fluid and comfortable for everyone. I will unmute us towards the end of the call when I open it up for Q&A. And by the way, you can ask me anything during the Q&A. You can ask me about French grammar. You can ask me about life in and beyond Paris here in France. You can ask me about French culture, moving to France, really, truly anything you wish. I love these calls so much because it gives me a chance not only to teach you some French, but also to really have an open dialogue with the intention of inspiring, educating, and certainly elevating you. So those of you who've been on these calls before or who have been in my calls in my online courses, you know that I always like to separate what we were doing before the call and our sort of communal engagement together on the call with some sort of an activity, be it a meditation or a pronunciation exercise. Today we're going to do a very brief meditation, une meditation. That's your reminder that words that end in I-O-N in French tend to be the same word in English, true friends. If you're in compréhensif with me right now, we're working on true friends or true cognates this week, the words that are the same in French as they are in English, both their spelling and their meaning. And these words that end in I-O-N in French are usually, and by usually, I mean 99.99999% of the time. And you know, I love to say it in French because there are so many exceptions to the rules. I love to say when something happens usually, usually en français, words that end in I-O-N are feminine. Words that end in I-O-N in French are usually feminine. Words that end in I-O-N in French are usually feminine. I know I said that three times on purpose. I'll come back to that later. Une méditation. So if you are able, meaning if you're not doing something that requires your full attention, such as driving, please take everything out of your hands. I invite you to close your eyes. Fermez vos yeux. On va inspirer. We're going to breathe in. And then breathe out. Expirez. On inspire. Et on expire. Et on est samedi à Paris, dans le sixième arrondissement. It's Saturday in Paris, in the sixth 
arrondissement. And we've just finished our café allongé, meaning our café with hot water added to it, our espresso with hot water added to it. Au Bonaparte. Le Bonaparte is a café in the sixième. As you're traveling north across Le Boulevard Saint-Germain, dans le sixième, you'll find it on the northern side where the church is. It's actually tucked away behind Les Deux Magots. And most people know Café de Flore and Les Deux Magots because they're just simply more famous. But Parisians love to fréquenter or frequent Le Bonaparte. There are many more seats on terrasse. And me, personally, personnellement, I love the staff there. J'adore les serveurs. I love the waiters. Donc, so, you just finished. Vous venez de terminer your café allongé on the patio. Votre café allongé en terrasse. It's very sunny. C'est très ensoleillé. And you've asked for l'addition. Et vous avez demandé l'addition. L'addition ends in I-O-N. So it's feminine. It's a great example of a false friend. It looks like the word addition in English, but it means the bill. L'addition. And you pay. Vous payez. And you leave a little tip. Vous laissez un petit pouvoir. Maybe 50 or 20 centimes. Maybe 50 or 20 cents because you only had a café allongé parce que vous n'avez pris qu'un café allongé. You get up, vous vous levez and you start to walk towards Saint-Sulpice on the rue de Rennes et vous commencez à marcher vers la place Saint-Sulpice vous prenez la rue de Rennes and you take rue de Rennes or Rennes Street we want to say it in a more anglophone way il fait très beau it's a beautiful day everyone is outside tout le monde est dehors and you're wearing your sunglasses et vous portez vos lunettes de soleil. After a few minutes, après quelques minutes, you turn left towards Place Saint-Sulpice. Vous tournez à gauche vers la Place Saint-Sulpice. And there you see the fountain. Et là, vous voyez la fontaine. And the church. Et l'église. 
You continue walking straight ahead. Vous continuez à marcher tout droit up until the Luxembourg Gardens jusqu'au jardin du Luxembourg on your right à votre droite you enter the garden vous entrez dans le jardin and you walk towards the center et vous marchez vers le milieu ou vers le centre you see children that are playing vous voyez des enfants en train de jouer you see couples kissing vous voyez des couples en train de s'embrasser and you see people sitting reading et vous voyez des gens assis en train de lire you walk vous vous promenez around the garden autour du jardin you have a meeting or a friendly date with a friend in 30 minutes vous avez un rendez-vous avec un ami ou une amie dans 30 minutes at the little cafe under the trees au petit café sous les arbres you're going to have a drink together vous allez prendre un verre ensemble and catch up et vous racontez vos nouvelles so you start to walk towards the cafe donc vous commencez à marcher vers le café you're the first to arrive vous êtes le premier ou la première à arriver so you take a seat donc vous prenez une chaise bien sûr en terrasse of course on the patio or outside and because you're a true parisian et parce que vous êtes un vrai parisien you have a book with you vous avez un livre avec vous so you read your book as you wait for your friend donc vous lisez votre livre pendant que vous attendez votre ami and you take advantage of the sun and the tranquility et vous profitez du soleil et de la tranquillité of this beautiful Saturday in Paris de ce beau samedi à Paris et voilà mes beautés so that's about the experience that I had 
this afternoon. I was actually at Luxembourg Gardens this morning. It's a beautiful day here. This weekend is uh, Les Journées du Patrimoine, the Days of Heritage. So monuments that aren't typically open to the public, specifically government buildings, are available to visit, to discover. So it was really fun being at Luxembourg Gardens this morning because there were huge lines, even early. I was there around 10, which isn't very early, but it's certainly early for French people on a Saturday. Thank you for being here. I am so excited about today's topic. Very simple, yet can be rather complex. Simply how to learn French. I was inspired to talk about this because some of you may have heard me talk about this in social media. I have been studying to get my French driver's license. I'm Californian. I have a California driver's license. There's no reciprocity between France and California. Um, you can drive in Europe with your uh, American driver's license, but I live here full time, so I figured it was time to go ahead and also get a French license. So I started the process and I took the written portion of it yesterday, which was so, which was such an enriching and intense experience. I'm very pleased to say that I passed. I'll take my, my driving portion in about 10 days. It was a great experience. It was a very humbling experience for me. I've always loved being a student. I particularly love being a student now in life as a coach, as a teacher, because it keeps me very close to the experience of my students, of my clients. So it was a really great opportunity for me to practice what I preach when it comes to study habits and of course, a humbling experience because life as, you know, being as it is, sometimes we feel like our schedule is beyond our control. And of course, as much as I planned to study for this exam over three weeks, I ended up essentially cramming for it over four or five days, which is actually uh quite insane because when you talk to most French people, they study for this test for about a month. You, you basically there's 40 questions that you have to answer in 30 minutes and you can only miss five in order to pass. So I'm very happy that I passed. It was a very intense week. It's an exam just filled with so much information I, I left the exam feeling like nothing that I said was on the exam. I was, like I said, I was very happy when I got the news that I passed. So although I did sort of cram, which is, which is what I tell my students never to do, um, that said, I did do it over the course of a week and I was very consistent with it. And that's something I always tell my students to do. So I was studying probably... I was studying a lot this week. Some of you may have noticed that I wasn't posting very much on social media. That's why. Or when I was posting, I was posting about this test. Uh, so I think I was, I was studying consistently at least five to six hours a day. So this was a really just a great experience for me as a coach. Of course, the test was in French. So, I, you know, I learned there was a lot of vocabulary that I didn't know, you know, of course, because this test actually... I can't remember what the American written driving test is like. I passed it two decades ago. I took it two decades ago. Ah, see, now I'm starting to do it. So that 
So today's daily audio email was that passer un examen. So in French, we want, when we say I took a test, it's j'ai passé un examen. But if we want to say I passed, it's j'ai réussi, I succeeded. So I, um, I took the American written, California written test decades ago, two decades ago, and then some. So I don't remember what it was like. But the test here in France is a lot about the mechanics of the motor. You know, most of the cars here are uh, stick. So it's a lot about, you know, how that process works. And the rules for driving here are quite different. So there was a lot of vocabulary for me to learn there, um, you know, were a lot of just new driving rules for me to learn. And then, of course, you know, being in a test situation is always great, especially a test like this. It takes place at the post office. It reminded me of taking the SATs. You know, I had to come with my carte de séjour when you're when you are um, when you have a long term visa or actually what's called a titre de séjour, a title of séjour or stay. Um, your carte de séjour is your ID card, and it looks sort of it resembles a French ID card, but it's smaller. So you come with that, and you come with your printout of you know, proof of your convocation, another, your convocation, another true friend, a word that ends in I-O-N, that's feminine. And you leave all your things in the locker and there's a monitor and it's very serious. I mean, it's like very, very, very serious. And I had extra pressure on me because I wanted to get this done in Paris before I take a little trip next month to another city that I love in France. And I will be spending the entire month there. And I'm ravie. R-A-V-I-E. I'm thrilled. So I'll be announcing that soon. Keep, keep an ear out for that. So I had all this pressure on me, um, but I did it. It was such a great week to revisit the study skills that helped me to become fluid in French. Um, you know, when it comes to the new vocabulary, what I was doing is I was, you know, skimming this, this actually rather dense book that you get of the Code de la Route the, the uh, road code in French, highlighting, underlining what I didn't know, keeping a separate sheet of paper for words that I didn't know yet, and then going and using an online dictionary. I love wordreference.com and writing down the definitions and memorizing those and then revisiting practice exams. Um, you know, it was a lot of repetition. i I first came to Paris to study music as a classical pianist. So re repetition It's funny because in, in French, when we want to talk about rehearsing, we use that word, répétition, répéter, to repeat. Repeated exposure to information is how we make it a permanent part of our, of our brains. So that's what a lot of this week was for me. It was just repeating, 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 repeating until this information, until this new vocabulary was very second nature. So when it comes to how to learn French. And I purposefully put learn in all caps in the email for this call, because this is really also, this could apply to how to learn anything. The number one most effective piece of guidance I have is to remind yourself that it is about repeated exposure. This is important for two reasons. Number one, it works. <laughs> this, is, this is how we memorize. But number two, it's comforting. It takes you off the hook. I think that, you know, if you were to ask me what's the number 
one frustration that I see in adults learning French, it would be that they're frustrated with themselves for not learning everything right away. And then if you asked me, Carrie Ann, what's your number one frustration when it comes to, you know, something that doesn't frustrate you and you get mad sort of way, but frustrates you in a way where, you know, you really feel for your students. Um, What's the number one thing that, you know, really frustrates you, um, you know, makes you suffer for them in a way when you see your students uh, experiencing challenges, it's that I just really wish that they would let themselves off the hook and remember that it's not a sprint and it's not a race. It's a, it's about endurance. It's a run. It's about the journey. You know, there's a reason I always talk about our French journeys. All of my addiction is always has multiple meanings behind it and a lot of significance for me. I call our life long relationship with the most beautiful language on earth, a French journey, because it is just that. I mean, I've been speaking French for about 20 years now. And just this week, I learned all of this vocabulary for the parts of a car. I speak French fluently. Did not knowing that vocabulary preclude me from speaking French fluently? No. Why hadn't I learned that vocabulary before? I didn't need it. Did it intimidate me to learn that vocabulary? No, it's just words. It's just a code for communication. Um, You know, was it fun learning that vocabulary, the actual process? The finally having learned it was fun? Yes. The process, was it inspiring? Not really, because repetition can feel very boring. But, but, but feeling my progress little step by little step by little step, witnessing it, that was inspiring. So the thing that, that sort of you know, makes my heart sink a bit as a, as a foreign language coach, as a French coach, is just when I witness, when I hear my students being so hard on themselves that they're not mastering everything immediately, um, you know, and also using this idea of being fluent. I do not like this term being fluent because I think that fluency, uh, you know, unless you grow up speaking some, a language as a native speaker, our, our idea of fluency is that actually. It's native speaker competency. I prefer fluidity because fluidity means being comfortable expressing yourself, expressing yourself in a way that is in line with your personality, with, you know, your energy. So, you know, there's just really no way to have all this pressure on ourselves and enjoy the journey at the same time. It's all about repeated exposure and consistent exposure. My number one study tip when it comes to how to learn French is make French part of your daily life. Study it for 30 minutes a day. Treat it like someone. Treat it like someone that you're dating that you're so excited about you just can't wait until the next time you see them or you can't wait for them to answer your text back you know what I mean you just want to have a close contact with it with her for me the French language la langue française is very feminine in in its nature in her nature when it comes to how to learn French I think it's very valuable for me to share with you how not to learn French. 
Now, at the top of this conversation, I did say that in general, you know, cramming is not advisable. First of all, because it's unpleasant. And it's a, no, please note, it's a very unFrench thing to do. The French are very averse to things that are stressful or unpleasant or upset your life balance. So this, the way I studied this week, definitely upset my life balance a little bit. But, you know, that's the way, that's, that's the way that it worked out with my schedule. That's the way that it worked out with the time that I created to study for this test. Most French people study for this test over the period of a month. Easy does it, right? Well, I'm American. <laughs> so I did it. I did it my way. I'm, I'm becoming more and more French, but in some ways I'm still very American. Um, there is one situation in which cramming actually can help you when you're studying French. And I've done this with, not with French, but with other languages. I, I cannot stand traveling to a country where I cannot at least speak a travel level of the language. So I have done uh, travel language programs on planes going to the country, on trains going to the country. You can actually benefit from cramming as you study French on the plane to Paris, for example, or in the few weeks leading up to your trip. And especially if, you know, the, the program is very efficient. So that's why, you know, for example, my travel French program, I just, I chose the situations that people are in the most. And then I created these dialogues like a film script so that people can just listen to them on the plane or on the train or, you know, as they're, as they're packing their suitcases at home before their trip. It's about, you can cram if you're really focused on only what you need to know and it's delivered in a very efficient way. Otherwise, cramming is a great way to not learn a language well. It's a great way to not learn French well because it's going to put this pressure on you of, you know, this instant mastery. It's one thing to try to master travel French quickly. That's possible. But, but the language itself, any language itself, it's a deep dive into another culture, into a whole world, into a, into a, into a vast code of communication, and especially a language like French, where it's really a living language. It's really an art. There's a, you know, it's, it's, there's a different way in which you study the grammar and you practice reading and writing versus speaking. You cannot practice speaking French in a bubble unless you're self-correcting, you know, using an audio program with a coach that's speaking French. That is possible, but ultimately you've got to get out there and listen to people speaking French and improvise in conversation and get a handle on the liaison, get a handle on the accent and really, really sculpt and mold your vowel sounds, right? So easy does it, daily practice, make it, I always say to people, you know, make it your daily meditation, make it your you time. Another great way to not learn French is to be in a fight with French. What do I mean by this? I see this a lot. French is quite different from English. I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know. I'm sure it's the diction's different. There are grammar rules that exist in French that don't exist in English. If you haven't studied a, a romance language yet, like Spanish or Italian, then you're dealing with gender of nouns. You're dealing with, you know, placement of pronouns, you know, all of these things that can just kind of rattle your brain, particularly with French when it comes to the liaison. So what do I mean when I say the liaison? So for example, if I say... Um, 
um, I went. Je suis allé. That's without the liaison. Or je suis allé. That's with the liaison. So sometimes the liaison, the liaison, true friends, same in French as is in English, is optional. And it can just sort of facilitate pronunciation or add sort of an added elegance to your speech. And, you know, things like this can, you know, when we're Anglophone, we're so used to set rules and a language that is sort of, you know, very like lots of right angles in nature. This can really um, bring up a lot of issues in our in our minds when it comes to just sort of like letting go and going with the flow. And this can bring up a lot of resistance, this idea that a language can actually be sort of flu. Flu is, I love that French adjective. It means sort of like out of focus, you know? And so people can become very angry at French, mad at French. They can get into a fight with French. They can, you know, get into this, go down this rabbit hole of why, but why is it like that? And why is it like that in French? It's not like that in English. Another great example of that is when it comes to indefinite articles. You know, in French, nouns don't travel alone. I like to say they're very insecure. You can tell I'm someone that grew up on Sesame Street because I, I sort of associate, I'll, I'll, I'll make these sort of characters out of parts of French grammar sometimes. So I think it helps to remember this, that French nouns are very insecure. They're probably the, mo- the only insecure people, quote unquote, in French culture, but they're very insecure. They don't like to travel alone. So in English, for example, I could say we drank wine, but in French, I have to say we drank some wine. I can't say on a bu, we drank vin, wine. I cannot in French say on a bu vin. I have to say we drank some wine. On a bu Du vin. Now, this little tiny word du is de plus le. So, to add a sort of element of, 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 uh, element of mystery to this, not only can we, do we have to say we drank some wine, but the way we say some in French is actually of plus the. De plus le becomes du. So if you have a literal understanding of it, it's we drank of the wine. The figurative understanding is we drank some wine. So you can become very frustrated with French. I became very frustrated with French when I first started studying French in college. It was the only subject aside from physics and calculus and chemistry that I actually really had to study. I it really, you know, between practicing piano and then, you know, needing to learn French for going to study piano in France, I was I really learned great discipline and the discipline of just practicing, studying, repeating, memorizing every day. So I have a moment of being angry with with French. I see many students do this. It's completely natural and I get it. I mean, even how we say it's or that's in French, say, see apostrophe EST. I'm the first person to agree with you that that looks insane, especially because it's spelled C apostrophe EST, but it's pronounced say. 
But where I am at this point in my life on my French journey, I love it. I love that it's sort of like sensual and I can be a little bit lazy when I speak. I don't have to be so forceful with my enunciation. I don't have to project with my voice. It's just c'est, c'est bon. It's good. C'est bon. Or that's good. I love it. I've totally embraced it. And I promise you that the minute that I stopped being angry with French, the minute I stopped saying why and started just saying why not and shrugging my shoulders, that was the minute that my French journey really began to flow. The minute where I stopped constantly comparing French to English and trying to make it make sense as related to English And the minute I really just dove into the world of French and understood and tried to understand her codes within her world, that's when it became much more pleasant. And I had that experience this week. Believe me, I was reminded of this this week because as I was studying, I mean, there's this rule, priorité à droite, priority to the right when you drive in France. And it occurs quite often where you're driving along and you could be on a main thoroughfare, but the smaller road that's intersecting you up ahead on the right, they have the right of way. And a lot of rules are connected to that priorité à droite. So for my first few days studying, I was really just in this state of that priorité à droite. It doesn't make sense. It's messing me up. This is so different than the way we drive in California. But then, you know, I had to switch my, my, I had to switch my focus because I had to remember that my goal was to pass this test. My goal was to drive in France. My goal was not to write a dissertation on the differences between driving in California and driving in France. Do you know what I mean? I had to let go of knowing how we drive in California because it doesn't matter here. It doesn't matter in the context of taking the French driving class and just embrace, oh, okay, This is how they drive in France. Okay, interesting. And that's where I activated my curiosity. Some of you have heard my lecture on the five C's. And that is one of the five C's. The five C's to me are the things that are the most important on our French journey when we're learning. Curiosity is one of the five C's. Be curious. Anytime you start to feel frustrated or angry at French, say to yourself, I'm going to turn this frustration into curiosity and say, isn't that, isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting that I have to say we drank of the wine or we drank some wine in French? That's so interesting. And that's actually really helpful to know that that's how they do that. I want to do how they're doing. I want to speak how they speak. That's why I'm here. I'm here to learn French. I'm not here to continue for the rest of my life to compare French to English or French to my native language. So curiosity, consistency, I already touched on. That's another one of the five C's. Those are so important. And, you know, really, truly being, being kind to yourself, continuing to just enjoy finding ways to have exposure in as many different ways as you can be it listening or watching films. That's so, so important when you are studying French and community again another another one of the five C's I'll talk about the other two another time community is so important this can be a class in your local town 
This can be an online community. There are many. I'm so proud of the community that's formed around French is Beautiful via the, the social media and also in the classes. Community is very important because that's where we support each other. Community is where we have the opportunity also to teach. Never underestimate what a great learning tool teaching is. What do I mean by this? One of the things I love to see, for example, in my comprehensive class is it's a class where people are invited to to participate in, in it at a discount in the future, you know, whenever, whenever they wish to. And it's great because I love to see some of the returning students answer grammar questions of the newer students in the Facebook group. Because number one, I just love to see people supporting each other in general, particularly on their French journeys. But also I know that that is a learning opportunity for those students that are further along their French journey. And I know that it's, it also builds their confidence. Community is so important. Community is also, by the way, how we witness our own progress. If we're studying in a bubble, it's actually very hard for us to really, first of all, just notice, but also appreciate our progress. Community, community, is wonderful. And maybe actually champagne should be the sixth C, but I'm just reminded of that this week because, you know, living in France is wonderful for so many reasons. One of the great reasons that living in France is so wonderful is because French people actually need very few excuses to, to celebrate something with champagne. So when I announced to my friends, you know, I was WhatsApping everyone, Yesterday, as soon as I got my results that I passed, it's been nonstop. When are we drinking champagne? Champagne, champagne. I got all of these messages back that were simply champagne, exclamation point, which is so fun. But, you know, remember that. Remember that in community. It's so fun to celebrate each other, to celebrate ourselves. And learning French is fun. Learning French has changed my life. Speaking French has connected me to, to incredible people, incredible places. I'm so excited for this journey that I'm going on next month. I'm just elated to, to virtually bring you all there with me. Remember those elements of it. You know, it's easy to get bogged down in the details when you're studying. Like for me this week, I promise you, en plus, plus this week, there happened to be some really beautiful afternoons here in Paris. And I was stuck in the library doing French driving practice tests online. Now, granted, I was in a beautiful library, Bibliothèque Mazarine. I love that library. But, you know, it's, I had to remind myself, yes, this is, this is not fun. This is officially not fun at all right now, what I am doing. It was half beautiful, half bitter to see the Seine from where I was working because all I wanted to do was walk along the Seine in the sun. But, you know, I was doing my driving test. But what a great exercise for me to remember to connect to my why. And I tell my students this all the time. Never forget your why. My why that got me through my initial anger towards French was that I wanted, I was accepted to a music school here and I wanted nothing more than to study piano in Paris. What a beautiful dream, right? And I was able to realize that dream, but that was only going to be realizable if 
you know, if I was able to speak French when I got here. I was only really going to be able to take advantage of every opportunity I had if I could speak French when I got here. So same thing with this driving test. I just kept picturing myself on, you know, road trips and driving through La Loire and driving around Medoc and just, just, you know, and driving around Paris. Can you believe I'm taking my driving test in Paris in 10 days, you guys? Wow. That's, that's going to be an adventure. I wish I had a phone crew for that, but just connecting to my why. And I'm so glad I stayed connected to that. I'm so glad that I did it. And, you know, and I believe that I could do it with the help of some amazing friends. And and I'd like to close with that. Please know that moments of doubt are inevitable when you're learning anything. Moments of doubt are inevitable. Self-doubt are inevitable on your French journey. Moments of frustration are inevitable on your French journey. Moments of feeling bored or uninspired are inevitable because studying itself, repetition is repetitive. So stay connected to your why and know that those moments are fleeting. And remember the initial dream that inspired you to learn French. That is how to learn French, mes amis. Stay connected to your dream. Find your community. Be consistent in your practice. Embrace the repetitive nature of studying. And, you know, surf the ebbs and the flows of the the celebrations and the frustrations. And don't forget to stay curious. Et voilà, mes beautés. So at this point, I will unmute everyone. And if you have a comment or you have a question, just go ahead and speak up. I'm happy. I mean, I'm here to to moderate the discussion, so don't worry about speaking over each other. I will take care of it. I only ask that when you uh, speak up, just say bonjour and say your first name and say where you are because it's really fun. I can see actually on my screen here where everyone is i can see the cities and the states and the countries where you are but i think it's really fun for you all to know where you are so please say bonjour your name and what city you're in in the world and we're unmuted and remember you can ask me a question you can share a story with me some of the funnest calls that i've had for these free calls have been have been when people share experiences with French people in their life or French travels and questions or comments do not have to be limited to French grammar. They can extend into culture or even, you know, the logistics of living in France. I am, many of you might've seen that announcement on the Facebook page about French is beautiful. Um, starting a transition to a more European business structure just through life experience, I have, um, I've really come to have a lot of practical firsthand knowledge about both being an entrepreneur, a self-employed person in France, and also now uh, creating a company in France. So if anyone has any questions about that, please, I'm happy to be a resource. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> Hi, it's Cindy. I just uh, moved to Paris last week. <laughs> 
I saw you were on this call. I was so excited, Cindy. I am dying I know. to know how you're doing. How? Tell, uh, please, talk, speak away. Uh, it's good. Uh, it's been good. I, I moved here for my master's, you know, and so I, we just had orientation. So it will be first day of school on Monday. It's a little bit nerve-wracking, but it's good. And I've been studying more French on my own. Because um, I'm planning to take the DELF exam which is like a European test language exam. And so that's a little bit frustrating. So I'm glad that like we had this conversation today because I definitely need a little bit of encouragement <laughs> in learning French. I am fighting it right now, I feel like. So it was really yeah. like a relief to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah, it's normal. What, what level DELF did you decide to take? Well, I'm just studying A1, A2 right now, and then okay. doing the workbook and stuff like that. And actually, right before this call, I was like in a cafe doing all my workbook, and I was just like, oh my God, I thought I have it down, but there's so many mistakes. And I got really, really frustrated, and I was just like, well, it's time for a walk. So I'm at Republic right now, walking around, um, just enjoying this really nice evening, actually. It's been, the weather hasn't been good in Paris, except this couple days, actually. So... Exactly. I know. And it was the days where I'm stuck doing my test. I was so mad. (laughs) It's not fair. But you, I love that you went and took a walk. That's very French of you. And don't, you know, it's so beautiful and inspiring to hear how focused you are about your French. Remember too, to enjoy Paris because it can be easy to, you know, it's like, Time flies, and so I'm really glad to hear that you're at Republique and you're taking a walk. And it, it is. Everyone on this call, it's a beautiful evening in Paris right now. The sun, I'm in the sixth. The sun is, like, beaming down this beautiful golden peach color on the stone buildings across from me. It's just, it's nice. And it's fun, right, Cindy, how the Parisians, the whole, the vibe just gets really, really, really happy when it's nice out on a weekend. Yeah, it's actually, it's really, it's actually a really nice change because I've been just going to different cafes. I go through, I go through Instagram and see where are some of the cool, like food places and coffee places I want to visit. And I just bring my workbook and I can sit there as long as possible. Like no one ever bothers me in a space because they want to turn table. They would have like try to hurry you up. But mm-hmm. like in Paris, no one just, they just let you be, like, let you enjoy your book. And I find that very refreshing. And there's a bookstore pretty much on every corner. And everyone is always reading in the metro. Like, when I live in the States or live in London last year, everyone's glued to their cell phone. So that's right. actually a really nice change to see. Like, people actually read books here. Yeah, it's amazing to see how they just they just let themselves take their time. They let themselves have a moment. They really appreciate nourishing their brains. They, um, I don't know, it's good. I'm, you know, I'm still learning how to incorporate more of the, the, the creating time to take time into my life. For me, it's been, um, I realized like having balance is a really helpful way for me to think about that. So like I did, like you did, like you're doing right now this week as I was studying, I was like, okay, Carrie Ann, it's time to take a break. It's time to enjoy Paris a little bit. We're going to go walk around. We're going to go, you know, meet a friend for a coffee and then come back to this and come back to this better.
Are you there, Cindy? Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay, good. Oh, no, 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 it's okay. people as well. I I'm just, sure. It's such a vibrant time right now. Especially, I think it's been raining crazy the past couple of days, so everyone is out today. And it's just kind of insane to see uh, everyone out. There's a lot of activities on the street. There's people walking. There's people riding bikes. There's a lot of kids running around. It's actually a really, really nice day. Or nice evening now. So. Absolutely. Well, and it's Saturday. It's, I was just chatting <laughs> with someone in a, a cafe. Was it in a cafe? Where was I? Oh, no, no. It was when I was making copies. I was, I was printing out my convocation yesterday afternoon at the copy store. And uh, the guy behind the counter and I were laughing about that. We were, we were saying how it's supposed to be really nice this weekend. And he was like, yeah, well, let's hope it's a nice Saturday because I hate when it's only nice at like su- on Sunday night and it's bad all weekend. And I said, yeah, I know. So exactly. It's Saturday. It's been beautiful. So the Parisians are happy. Ravi. I know. And I've been trying to check out uh, buildings for Heritage Days, but their lines are super long. And I just, didn't, I just wasn't sure if I can actually even get in. <laughs> oh, you mean, do you mean you feel like you have to have a certain ID or something? Or you mean the lines? No, like just the, the, the line. And I think, yeah, I think yeah. some of them pre-sell tickets or something, and then some of them were already sold out when I came by, so... Yeah, those are best to do early in the morning. I'm going early in the morning tomorrow. I'm going to do, um, there's something at Musée du Parfum. I might also do Musée de la Vie Romantique. There's, um, I forget what it's called, Talleyrand. It's one of the American embassy buildings, which I've actually already been in, but it's so stunning that I want to go again. Um, but yeah, this I love the heritage days. There's so many people out today for that reason too. So is that only once a year, like the horror yep. weekend? Yep. Oh. That's why everyone's so crazy this weekend. Yeah, it's once a year. <laughs> and for your Delph, you'll be great for the A1, A2. And anyone listening, the Delph is an excellent studying for that test is an excellent program it's an excellent study program because i mean first of all studying for a test like me with my driving test it's great because it gives you an immediate goal that comes that's you know administered by a third party the delf exam is administered at most of the alliance francaise around the world um it's a great thing to have because it certifies your level of french it's a great thing to add to a resume and it's a standardized curriculum. So it's just a, with, you know, written and listening and speaking as you get into the, I think the speaking elements start in the B level, but it's a great thing to do to, to stay disciplined and have a program to follow. Yeah, I think, I think for A1, A2, they also test you. There's a proctor that will converse with you and grade you on that. Um, so they test written, like reading and also overall just to see like I, I think it's like all three areas for Dell. Um, so it's it's actually quite solid. Like I agree, because the workbook actually makes me like listen to like their MP3s and then to like write down answers. And so it's kind of I think they model it after the actual exam. But yeah, it's yeah. A, lo- a little bit tougher than I actually originally thought. Because having gone through comprehensive, I thought I kind of have a pretty good concept. And then when they test the details, I oh my god, I still have a lot to learn. Um, so I get a little flustered. Oh. I'm like, ah, 
Like you of said, course. like I just want to get it done really fast. But but it's good. I think it's good to learn the details and the kind of the nuances of the language as well. I think it will help uh, to incorporate myself in the French life better anyway. Because I think absolutely. I think one of yeah. Because I think I I do read like you know expats you know their frustrations, but I think a lot of it has to do with them like not understanding French. Like I opened a French bank account yesterday. Oh, and, good for uh, that's huge, Cindy. Good for yeah. you. Because that's but like a so lot of people different put things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's and like I, like they don't really speak English, so like you like your even basic question is like. You know, uh, like, do I get a checkbook? They don't really necessarily know what what I meant, so I had to like find Thank Google Translate or dictionary. Yeah, all that stuff. So, yeah. And they need different documents here, and that's an important part of the process. And kudos to you for checking it off your list really quickly, because some people put it off and they're intimidated by it, and it's not that big of a deal. And it's you know, and a lot of like you and I have talked about this one-on-one before about like, you know, just being a little bit mindful of everything that you hear from expats because this kind of like frustration can build on a communal level. And sometimes people are frustrated because they just don't speak French and then they want to blame the French system because really they're just angry at themselves for not, you know, they just, they don't, or they're, they don't feel, they're not like bien dans leur peau. They're not, they don't feel well in their skin because, you know, they're not, their French isn't at a level where they can feel independent. So, you know, the first thing we do when we don't really feel well in a, one of the first things we do as humans, it's natural is we want to blame other people. Um, but you know, so it's important to be mindful that like, not everything is like that complicated here. A lot of things are certainly different and there's a direct correlation between that. And what I just talked about with the French language and even I went through that too. And, you know, I arrived here speaking fluently and but the certain things are different and I had to keep myself in check. Like, okay, Carrie Ann, like what's with the frustration? Are you going to single-handedly change the French system or do you want to just get this done and be a happy person? <laughs> yeah. And actually I, I kind of appreciate the differences in culture. Sometimes I, I thought the whole experience was kind of funny. Like, like Good. there's a school asks to get liability insurance, for example, in case we knock over a camera at school. And then, so then the insurance will pay for it. And the banker was explaining it. And he also said, and, and if you're on the street and you broke a person's arm, it's also oh. covered. And I was just like, why would I break a person's arm? He's like, well, in case you like fell and you like knock over someone and they break their arm, like the liability insurance also covers that injury. I was like, oh, okay, good to know. So, and I just find mm. that really funny. And then they're like, they're like, it's prorated, so it's only twenty euros for the rest of the year. I was like, oh, that sounds like a great deal. <laughs> My sister's like, yeah, you can go out and start breaking people's arm, and it'll be covered. I was just like, I just think like all things like that are really funny. And then he showed me how to deposit money into their ATM machine, and it's it's quite different from the states. They have like this little pouch. And then you write on this thing that has carbon copy and you like get your carbon copy receipts and you put it in a little plastic pouch and then you like drop it into the machine. I think it's really, it's like a little adventure every day. It's different things. But see, and that's funny because that's not, my bank is not like that. What bank are you oh, really? in? Really? <laughs> uh, bread, B-R-E-D. 
I'm with Société Générale and mine, if I want to deposit cash, it's this, it's actually really cool. We probably have things like this in the States, um, but it's like this weird feeder that you put it in and you have to put everything in a certain way. There's no envelope, no anything. So the first time I did it, I was oh. actually really uncomfortable because I just felt like, you know, it was my, and I was with a French friend and she, she was like, why just do it? And I said, yeah, but I'm, I, I would only test like one bill at a time at first because I just didn't feel <laughs> comfortable putting, you know, all this cash into the mach- machine. She was like, no, 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 it counts it. And, and sure enough, you put it in and it counts it and it recognizes all the bills and you confirm everything. And that's, and that's the way it's done, but you know, that's that resistance when you're not used to something, you're sort of, you just doubt and you're afraid. Yeah. But it's been, I think it's been interesting. People are like, well, you're in a honeymoon period. Like the ex people are like, you're in the honeymoon period, like just wait and see. But I'm kind of like, don't ring out my parade, man, because I'm actually, I'm just be very grateful to be able to move to a foreign country and pursue a master's degree in something I actually want to study it. So Absolutely. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. You're in Paris. And you know, it's like it's like anywhere. There's people that are kind of complainers, you know. It's just there's you know, yeah, don't let them rain on your parade. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I feel terrible for people who've lost sight of the fact that they live in Paris. Give me a break. It's like me. I was so I was so annoyed the other day, stuck in front of my computer practicing for this driving test. But then I had this moment of Carrion, you're in one of the world's most beautiful libraries and you don't even have to like sit up straight and you can see the sin. So life is really good. <laughs> even in a, in a moment that's incredibly not fun, life is really good. Yeah, no, it is. I think to be alive and to be enjoying yourself I mean wherever you are in a new city or in your own city I think it's very I think it's very fortunate and very grateful to be honest it sounds really cheesy but you know there are people out there dealing with situations like life and death and we are like I'm in Paris so I mean learning French is not the worst thing in in life to be doing so yeah at all and honestly Cindy you like I'm so pleased for you all of the organizational and administrative things you've gotten through are so much more complex and require so much more confidence than, than learning French and practicing your French require. Like you, you are, you're really inspiring. I'm so happy to have you on this call because I've been thinking about you and I'm so happy to hear just, I can just hear in your voice that you're loving it. I am. And I'm really grateful like for the experience. It's like, I think coming into your class really helped for me to transition moving into friends. I like literally never thought about looking for a Facebook group or like expat groups, for example. And you were like so nice and then told me about groups immediately. And I was able to like really work out a lot of issues within the group. Because I had a, I had a deal, I had a housing drama where like, the landlord was really shady, but because I was reading the post in the group, then I start learning French rental law. So I was able to like get my deposit back. I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't like a small process, but we end up like, I end up sorting out there. They refunded everything, including the agency booking fee. Um, And then, and then a friend of mine had a friend who happened to have like a tenant leaving now. And so I'm taking over that apartment. It's very small, but like, I think it's fine for first year in Paris, and then we'll see what happens after that. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I'm so happy. Oh, that's a great, because I, I know, I mean, you shared with me some of the, what was going on with that. And uh, I'm really, really glad to know that you have a solution now that you're comfortable with. And, you know, the apartments yeah. here are small and it's okay. You know, I mean, it's just, we just get used to living in, in um, smaller spaces. Before I forget, I want to tell you, well, I have you on the call. So um, one of the groups that you're, you've probably gotten some great info from is Americans in France on Facebook, right? Right. Yeah. So Allison, who runs that group, is um, doing, um, she's organizing the whole program for Bloom at the American Church this year. Have you heard of that yet? No, I don't know anything about it. So it's the weekend. I think it's actually just October 7th, and it's at the American Church, and it's Bloom with the theme, you know, it's Bloom Where You're Planted. Um, and it's for uh-huh. expats, it's for people, you know, it's basically how to like integrate more and enjoy life in France more. I would love for you to come. I'm speaking in the morning in just on my own about learning French. And then I'm speaking in the afternoon with Allison about starting a business in France. And I would love it if you came because then I can meet you in person. And it's going to be really great yeah. information. There's lots of speakers. It's October 7th. That sounds great. Yeah, I'll definitely come because I actually want to find out how to start a business in France eventually. So, yeah, I think that would be perfect. Yeah. And Allison knows all about that stuff, too. And a lot of the the rules for self-employed people um, are changing very soon. So it'll be a good session. I'll be I think I'll be talking a lot about um, that. So and then there was one more thing that you said um, that I wanted to touch on. So your frustrations of, you know, well, actually two things. So I can completely relate to your frustrations of studying for the Delph and you feel like you're getting somewhere and then you realize you're not. Like that was me this week because I would study in these huge blocks and read, you know, like 70 pages of French road rules and take a practice test and actually feel really great about the practice test, but totally fail the practice test. And so I I'd, I'd think, how is this possible that I actually put more time in and my intuition was telling me that I was doing well and actually, I feel like I took 10 steps back. But then there was this amazing moment, you know, two-thirds of the way through the week where something clicked and my practice test scores just went to a whole new level and thankfully stayed That's there. Awesome. Yeah, That's and it's awesome. that moment that That's feels great. so good, right? That moment where you're like, I don't really know what's happening, but the time is paying off. <laughs> so I relate to that so much. And um but what you were saying about how you felt like after comprehensive, you, um, you know, felt like you were more, you, you expected yourself to be more familiar with the details than was actually being shown to you vis-a-vis your, your results with the Delft practice. That's so normal, especially considering the class is called comprehensive. But this, is, this touches on something so important that I mentioned that I mentioned in the lecture earlier, which is this element of time and endurance. So we can't like, yeah, we can cram travel French, but we can't cram becoming fluent and we can cram into a short period of time covering a lot of topics, which is what comprehensive does, but we need to let all of those concepts cook. We need to really become familiar with them through practice and over time. And that's why in that program, there's so many materials because I really picture everyone going on for months and using that book again and again and again. But it's so important to remember that we need time because A, number one, it's just inevitable. We just need time when we're learning. But also B, 
it's just so much kinder to ourselves and it takes this pressure off ourselves. It, it precludes this dialogue of like, oh, I'm bad at this or, oh, when, you know, when am I going to learn or, oh, oh my God, I'm still not getting this. So thank you for, thank you for sharing really candidly about your, your experience studying. Cause I'm sure everyone on this call can relate to that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me in class. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. You don't have to thank me. Thank you for being there. I love, I was so happy. I I felt like the timing was perfect. It was just so exciting to be part of, you know, you making your plans and I was happy to be able to help. And I'm so glad that, um, I mean, I'm so glad that you're here and I'm glad that everything is going smoothly. All right. Well, thank you, Cindy. Merci, ma belle. Thank you. You're welcome. Did you have any other questions or comments? No, I actually got to jump off. My phone is about to die. But okay. I'll see you on October 7th. Yay! Excellent. At the American Church. Not the American Cathedral, but the American Church. Okay. I, will, I might send you an email to get details from you. Perfect. Um, about start Please time do. and stuff. So, All Perfect. right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bonne soirée. Bye. Au revoir. <laughs> Au revoir. Bonsoir. 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 We actually say bonne soirée when we're saying goodbye to wish someone a great night. And bonsoir is more of a greeting to say good evening. Just like bonjour is a greeting to say like hello or good day. And bonne journée is more of a, is a um, way to say goodbye as in have a good day. Bonne journée is a great thing to know when you're walking in and out of cafes and boutiques to say when you leave. All right. Does anyone else have a question or a comment? So exciting to hear from Cindy. She sounds like she's doing so well. Bonjour, Carrie Ann. It's Laurie from New York. Bonjour, Laurie de New York. I saw you were on this call. I was so happy to see your name. How are you? I'm green with envy. <laughs> After listening to that conversation. <laughs> no, that was great hearing from, from her and her experience in her first week. Wow. She's doing great. She, you know, but she, she, Cindy is a really great example of... Um, uh, you know, she's really in it for the long haul. She's really devoted. She's studying every day. Um, you know, and it's also, and some, t- you know, in a big life event, like moving gives us that motivation to study French every day, but it's also this interesting element of like, you know, just having so much to organize that you're forced to create time for study. And, um, I think that's, that played a huge role in my French journey too. When I was first starting is I just, there was so much to organize for my move and my piano studies that I had to be really disciplined about, about creating time for French. Otherwise it just wasn't going to happen. So Cindy's a great example of a really successful example of doing that in a powerful way. Yeah, that was great. Hearing, um, hearing from her and then just everything that you shared today about studying and um, I busily write little notes in my notepad on my phone as you speak. And I feel like I have a lot of inspiring things to take me into the week. So I just wanted to thank you for that. Oh, good. And you're so welcome. Thank you for sharing that. 
I know that it's, I know that it's not, I know that it's not always easy, you know, and I'm, I meant that earlier, you know, there were so many moments this week that were not fun. And I thought of, of so many of you, because it's very humbling to be in the position of being a student again, and to remember how to be reminded of how important it is to keep the eye on the prize and that sitting there and memorizing is what it is. And it works and it's inevitable in that the problem, a lot of times, and this actually, I don't think I said in the lecture, but it's really important. You know, I mean, I did talk about the importance of time a lot, but next time you're feeling frustrated with yourself, consider that it has nothing to do with your ability. It's just, it's a function of time. Nothing to do with your ability. It's a function of time. I mean, there was a moment when I went into this test yesterday where I said to myself, oh, you know, it was my ego talking to myself. Oh, if I don't pass this, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to feel really bad about myself. And then I had to like put myself in check and say, okay, first of all, is this the most important thing happening in your life really right now? It's like, it is important in an administrative way, but you know, no, it's not that serious, but also Carrie Ann, if you don't pass this, this isn't because you're not capable. This is because you didn't really create the proper amount of time to do this. And that was actually freeing. And I said to myself, okay, so, okay, you know, lesson learned, but I passed. Thank goodness. <laughs> yes. And I meant to say, congratulations, Bravo. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I have to say, you know, one of the, I, I love, you know, I love road trips so much and, um, and I could have continued to just live here on a California license and go back and renew it every year. But my, actually my California license expires in about a month and I'm not going back until Thanksgiving. So that was part of the impetus for this whole thing. But, um, I love driving. I love road trips and I really plan to be French one day. So this was all like highly motivating for me, but I, I kept saying to my friends, it's so ironic as the French coach who really supports learning the essentials and skipping over what's not essential and learning what you really need for your life. I thought, you know, some of this vocabulary I just do not need. And that is so uninspiring to me, but I needed to pass the test. So So thank you for your, your congratulations. I'm happy to, I'm happy to, I'm happy to have it done. I'm excited. I can't wait to get my, well, I do the driver's portion and then I'll get my French license and it's actually really big and it's pink and, uh, and it's, and it's great. I'll put, I'll put a picture of it in the Facebook group if I get it before class is done. Awesome. (laughs) Merci Laurie, bonne soirée or or bonne journée rather. Still kind of early where you are. And it's it's beautiful in New York this week too, so we're lucky this week. Oh good. Yeah, it's nice to have La rentrée back to school here was a little bit harsh. It immediately started to feel like fall and it was raining. So this has been a nice little break this weekend. You know what, Lori, if you have a second, I would love um if you um would if you wanted to share with me in an email the sort of the, the bits from the lecture that you wrote down that really spoke to you, I would that would be really um, inspiring to me, and that would help oh, me to know. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I will okay. sure do that. 
Super. Thank you. Thank you. So much more than just the French language. You you do a lovely job of just inspiring in general, to be honest. So I need it. I need the inspiration. (laughs) So yes, I will share with you. Thank you so much. And you're so welcome. You know what? Sometimes I feel like I, I, the, the topics come from a place of something that I kind of need in a way too. Do you know what I mean? So, so I really mean it when I, when I always say how much gratitude I have for everyone on these calls, these conversations inspire me a lot as well. Merci, ma belle. Mm-hmm. All right. Does anyone else have a question or a comment? Bonjour, Karen. I know this voice. <laughs> Bonjour, Pat. And tell everyone where you're calling from, please. I'm calling from the little hamlet of Galena, Maryland. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I love the pictures of where you live. Uh, it's a beautiful day here as well. Um, and it's 82 and it feels like, wait, we're back <gasps> in summer. Stop it. It's 82. I know. It's a bit crazy. Wow. Um, I just really wanted to chime in before I hang up and say that I second all the, the, the rave reviews about how you instill confidence. And um, I'm so inspired by Cindy. Wow. I, I also, like Lauren, green with envy. Um, but it, it mm-hmm. adds that little extra, you know, sort of padding. You're thinking, okay, I can do this too. And so it is, as you know, a dream of mine that I mean, maybe it's only for four or six weeks that I come and live in France. But um, I really, I love having the Facebook page to see what, how people, what people are doing with their French and, and how, you know, they make it part of their lives. So thanks for connecting all of us. And my quick question is, and I asked, I think I asked this and I, I tried to go back and locate it, but the three words, and I know it's probably pretty subtle, but the do, do you, mm-hmm. the, the word first, I guess it's sweet, do, deuce, and then the number two, de. de. So is that, so they are all three distinct sounds, right? Absolutely. So it's actually, so, well, first of all, you're so welcome and thank you so much for your, your kind words and all of your, you're always just really supportive and positive and, you know, and like really real energy. The struggle's real. The French struggle can be very real. So, you you know, I love like, Mm -hmm. I love really good, just real sharing around you know, where, where we all are in our French journey. So thank you. And you're so welcome. Um, everyone. So Pat's referring to a question that she asked in, uh, was it in the Femi Facebook page? I think it was, it was in a, I think it was in the, it was in the summer French Facebook page. So, um, she's asking about the difference between the pronunciation of du, du. So that's that, that's the word in the example I gave where I, we had some wine or we, or sorry, we drank wine, but in French we have to say we drank some wine. On a bu du vin. The difference between du and then du, which is D-O-U-X, which is the French masculine singular and 
plural adjective for either sweet or soft. Like I could say, il est doux. He's like, he's like sweet as in he's gentle. Uh, and then um, de, the number two, D-E-U-X. Yeah. And, and great, great question, great comment, Pat. So you are saying, you know, um, that it's subtle. It's subtle to Anglophone ears. The difference mm. is subtle to Anglophone ears. The difference is drastic to Francophone ears. And this is a great thing to, a great paradigm to work from when you're studying, when you're working on your pronunciation is to remember. And, and this is actually really important because these differences between these vowel clusters, it's a really great opportunity to get angry at French, to get frustrated and say, but they all sound the same. It's so subtle. Consider that it's subtle to you, but it's completely different to a francophone. So study from that paradigm, like getting myself to a place where these all sound really different. So you asked about the word du, the word du, and the word de. So I'm actually going to break those down into vowel clusters because it's more it's more helpful in the long run for talking about pronunciation and it's um and it's an easier way to have the conversation around it. So what we're really talking about is the vowel u on its own, which is that u sound u, and then we're talking about the vowel the vowel cluster o u, which is u, which is base. We have this in English u, like u, I like that. You know, or when we say ooh la la, when we imitate a French person, ooh, o u, and then e u. So this is, and 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 also e on its own. So you know, je peux le de. So let's actually just talk about those sounds, those vowel sounds, without putting them in any of their words, so that we can really just work for a second on how different they sound. So I'm going to go in this order and I'm just going to go through them a few different times until you, well, not until you, but inviting you to, to in, instead of coming from a place of, you know, the difference is so subtle or they all sound, sort of sound the same. I'm, I'm inviting you all to listen from a place of these are really different. And I would also, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to momentarily mute us all because I, here we go would love for you to repeat after me because the best way actually to understand how different these all are is to feel how different they all are. They are completely different positions of your lips. So I'll do U, U, U. So the U, my lips are really tight. The U, they're a little bit looser and the Uh, is this funny vowel sound that looks really sexy because you kind of push, you kind of pout your upper lip. This is kind of like a mini duck face. You kind of pout your upper lip a little bit. So I'll say each of these in a row a few times. Maybe listen the first couple times and then start to repeat after me. Or maybe just listen and then only repeat after me or say them with me when you listen to the recording of the call.
Okay, so I'm going to unmute us. Can you hear now how drastically different those sound? Absolutely. Yeah, it's easier when you isolate the actual vowel sound. They sound so different, right? Yes. And that question came about in my head as I've been really listening to a lot of French lately on the radio and watching a series that over in the U.S. we can stream on Hulu, which is called um, a, a French Village, and it, it has subtitles, and it's about eight seasons long. It's great. It's all about a, a village in France during the uh, starting in 1940 and the occupation by the Germans. But I start looking at their mouths and listening to the words, and then it just kind of, I realize sometimes when I'm listening to the radio without seeing mouths, I'm thinking, ooh, what did he just say? Was that, and it has to be contextual. Um, and so, you know, then he, you know, then, then, then the speaker goes on and I'm, I'm still thinking about, gosh, what was that word? <laughs> so right. it's, um, it's all just part of the process, but I have to say, I'm touching wood, knock on wood, the wood fairies. I feel like I'm getting more and more just by listening, just by listening right. and knowing, okay, they're talking about the London tube or they're talking about, the weather. I love the weather. I love listening to the weather. <laughs> so that's a suggestion that I would make. It's just if you have time in the car or making dinner, just stream the French radio. It's great. Yeah, because even if I mean, even if you're not listening really actively, it's so helpful just to have those sounds in your atmosphere, right? It's so yes, love it. And it's fun. It's like, yeah, it's like just, it's, you know, it's fun for, you know, it's nice to have those sounds in your atmosphere for you for, for learning to become more familiar with French sounds, but it's also, I mean, it's just nice. French is so beautiful. It's nice exactly. to have in the background. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, I always say the, the, the French vowel sounds are sort of like, for me, the equivalent of the colors in an impressionist painting for us as anglophones. It's very, again, that word flu sort of like out of focus. And it's easy for us to feel like they sort of blend into one another because there are just so many sounds that we don't have in English. So as you're working on your pronunciation, if you just isolate the vowel, take it out of a word, isolate the vowel, then it becomes much more helpful because, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I don't teach the French alphabet. I mean, first of all, it's just something you, you don't really need to know. You need to know how to spell, spell your name. Beyond that, you don't really need to know the alphabet, how to say the alphabet in French. What you really need to know is, um, you know, the palette of just vowel sounds. And it's the vowels. It's not the French R. It's really the vowels that are the furthest reach for us as Anglophones. Yeah. I mean, the consonants, they're, hard, they're hardly pronounced anyway, right? So when they are, they're like barely there. Right. It's nice to hear your voice, Pat. And you as well. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Je t'en prie. Does anyone else have a question or a comment? All right, mes beautés. So I'm going to close out this call. Thank you so much for being here. If you're incomprehensif, then check your inbox today if you haven't already. You have your this week's video 
and your audios. And if you liked the meditation at the top of this call, then you will love your video because I did it at the Jardin du Luxembourg. And just a little teaser, teaser, it's, it's an English word that we're using now in French. I'm going to start talking about Université, which is back very soon, October, November, December. It's a program that I host twice a year. There are two levels. Each level is three months long. It's a really lovely opportunity to incorporate this essential element of time into your French journey. If you're someone who has loved all the information in Comprehensive, but, um, you know, maybe had hoped that it was that it was over a longer period of time, well, then Université is something that you will love. And I, of course, would love to have you in it. So, so be on the, the listen out for that as I start to talk about that very soon. If your curiosity is already peaked, then feel free to go ahead and send me an email and uh, we can chat about that. It's not up on the website right now. I'm doing things a little bit differently this round. I'd really love to have the, um, the sign-up process be more personal and I'd really love to speak with people about their goals and assess their level to see whether they belong in level one or level two. So with that, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Je vous souhaite tous une très belle soirée, un très beau weekend. I wish you all a very beautiful evening and a very beautiful weekend.